Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. What a weekend. A lot of stuff going on. Obviously, the NBA All-Star Game. Mike Conley got in. A last-second replacement for Devin Booker, who was a replacement in his own right. But Conley got to play, got a bucket, got his first All-Star points. Uh, Jazz had four guys there. Conley did well in the three-point shootout, but lost to Steph Curry in the final. So uh, there was that. I was a little more entertained by the competition this weekend, including the Utah State game, where the Aggies could not make a bucket in the first half. Down 27-17 at halftime at Fresno State. Couldn't score, but they defended well, fought back, and won a game. 57-51. So, hey, they got that edge heading to the conference tournament. They are uh, firmly on the bubble. They better win the tournament, right? You don't want to leave it up to anybody else. You might find a way to get in, but better to win the tournament and not worry about it. Uh, It was a heck of a win. Great comeback. They finally took the lead with 10 minutes to go in the game, and it took big shots. They still were down with four minutes left, though. Took some big shots in the final two minutes to win this. Here's Craig Smith, Utah State coach, after the win at Fresno State. Coach, we've done a few of these, (laughs) and there's been some crazy games, but that one might be a a top five as far as, like, I have no voice left. I feel like I was playing because I feel dead tired. I can't imagine what you guys were dealing with out there. Well, we're so happy that we found a way to win when there was not a... I've never seen so many bank shots. I know, right? Literally, at any high school game, AU game, my daughter's fifth grade game, it was just incredible. And, and, um, you know, not a lot went right for us. Uh, We were talking in the the huddle or in the... uh, uh, in this arena, it's kind of a longer walk to get to your locker room. There's big, wide-open hallways, and we're all standing there. And, and, and Austin Hansen had the scout, and I thought did a really good job. Uh, but Eric Peterson goes, uh, he goes, do you guys all just feel exhausted right now? Because you're just – and you're just tense. Like, you're just you're, – you're just tight. Like, your body is just like – and it was just one of those things, and – you know, um, I just give our guys a lot of credit for finding a way. You know, sometimes when your offense is as awful as it was at times for us, um, you lose your will a little bit to guard. Yeah. And our guys, I thought, really guarded well all night long. You know, and we, we ended up holding them to, what, um, 34.6% for the game. And honestly, guys, I mean, they banked in at least two. And I'm not even counting. The, I think they had two runners in the paint that they banked banked in that looked like they might have tried to bank those in but I think Robinson banked in two shots including the three at the end when we were up five yeah. and when that left his hand I had a perfect view I'm like there's no in my mind I was like well that's way off and all of a sudden I don't know what it is playing Fresno Yeah. but last year Newell Williams banks in the three from like 25 feet to force overtime you know at the buzzer and it's just like uh, but then Steven threw one a bank in yeah. for good measure we yeah. had to at least get one of them well, that's back. what I was saying finally this is evening up a little bit but it was like six to one. Oh, it was it was crazy. So honestly, I think they had like eleven points on bank shots. But you know, like I told the guys, I needed to help them more in the offensive end in the first half. We didn't run a whole lot of sets to try to get them kind of under control and get us better looks. We were a little bit all over the map. When we did get a look, uh, we just weren't clean with it. I thought we played a little soft, to be honest, in the first half. They were very very physical. And, you know, there was a stretch, I think, under the four-minute media timeout where we had missed, uh, I forget the number of shots, but we only had one offensive rebound. Yeah. And, and we had eight points in the first 12 and a half minutes and obviously no assist because you can't make a shot. Uh, but I give our guys credit. That second half, you know, at halftime we had three offensive boards. We get eight offensive rebounds, Bean, 
uh, obviously was the the main guy in that respect. Nimi had a couple in there as well. Um, you know, we, we, we finally get the lead to go up one, and Justin, I think, on an offensive rebound got fouled, or maybe it was on a defensive board. He was on the floor down there, and 10 rolled into him. He misses the front end. Then we get another stop, and Raleigh gets fouled. He misses the front end, and it's just we just couldn't get out of our own way yeah. for a stretch there. But credit Fresno. They have been playing well. They just won at Boise on the road, and just so happy we were able to find a way to win. We made a lot of plays down the stretch. You know, when this season and, you know, however this season concludes and wherever it concludes, I think you're going to look back as one of the best offensive possessions you had of the season was you get a steal from Ashworth, Wooster misses a three, Kata gets the rebound, Kata misses a jumper, uh, you get the offensive rebound, uh, Wooster misses a jumper, Marco gets the offensive rebound, you call timeout with 10 seconds left on the shot clock, and then Fonz buries the three at the end. I mean, four offensive rebounds, leads to three, you go from one to down two, and then I'll take it a step further, you get the uh, turnover here, and and you got bead line on his back, you don't have the possession arrow with 20 seconds left, I'm thinking a guy's going to fall on him tie it up and he's able to flip yeah. it over and Wooster comes down and hits the three yeah that was a that was a obviously a monster segment for us there you know it's it's always a fine line as a coach when like, I like us in transition we've been playing very well in transition lately tonight though we kind of got in our own way um, a couple big you know when we kind of seized the lead I think Steven traveled um uh, then we had a bad post feed. Uh, Fonz kind of ran, bulldozed over that guy in transition. But that segment that you're talking about, the, when you started it, it didn't sound very good. Yeah, I know. Until you said, you know, Bean with the offense. I think you said Bean with the offense rebound. Marco with the offense rebound. And we did. We called a timeout just to try to get something good. And to have Nimi, you know, he got the catch probably a little close to the too far to the baseline and not a little bit, you know, higher up. Um, but for him to have the wherewithal to hit Marco on the baseline drift, and then for Marco to have the wherewithal to go one more yeah. to Fonz. And, you know, a lot of times in that kind of situation with the time and score um, and obviously the shot clock where it is, it's easy not to have poise and just try to make something, on a, try to do something that's just not there. And I'm really proud of Marco and Nimi for making that play. And then obviously Fonz. I mean, just stepped into that shot confident. And when it left his hand, it looked really good. And just so happy. I got goosebumps right now thinking about it. And then you're right on that next play where it's just a collision and a melee on the floor. And that's one of the things we showed our guys is, you know, we take a lot of pride in being that team, but so do they. Yeah. And and they're always going to play hard and play physical. And for Beam to find a way to get that 50-50 ball and then not only get it, but have the wherewithal to be able to put enough steam on the ball to get it to, I think it was Marco, and then we're out in transition, and Marco obviously hits um, Raleigh. And for Raleigh to do that, because I think he just missed one, if I remember yeah. right, yep. uh, the, you know, in the prior three minutes, a clean look and a three. So, um, And then we were able to make our free throw. Well, for the most part, Nimi made those two. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, winning on the road, winning is always hard. It's always hard. And it's really hard to win on the road and to be able to do it in spite of ourselves in some respects. Yeah. Um, but we, we, we won the game because of what we've always done, and that's defend, rebound, 
and make tough guy plays and then just you know you want to do a little bit more than that on the offensive end and we haven't been shooting our free throws well until tonight where we go nine for 16 and you know missed the two front ends so um so hopefully i think this will be a good win for us uh, going into the tournament you know finding a way to win a close game like that and um We'll enjoy a day off tomorrow and get ready for, um, I think it's Air Force or UNLV yeah. from what I understand. Air Force and UNLV, you go in as the two seed uh, with the win tonight, and that two seed's treated you pretty well the last couple of years. It's been a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say too much. but there you, know, you go. I'm sorry. My no, bad. no, you're good. <laughs> but obviously tying for the regular season title two years ago at Nevada, and we lost the tie breaks to be the two seed. And then last year, of course, San Diego State kind of ran away with it, and, and we got that two seed. So uh, our guys are excited. It's March. You know, like we told the guys at the end of shoot-around um, today, um, you know, a lot of teams are done right now. Yeah. I mean, they're done playing. And um, with uh, with their conference a year ago tonight, Sam made the last second shot. Uh, but a lot of teams are are done because they've started their conference tournaments. How about yesterday, Northern Iowa, who of course was our third game of the year? Um, they have a positive test, and and by the conference guide, my understanding just through Twitter. By the conference guidelines, they should have played, but by the city of St. Louis or their county, they were had the forfeit. And so we're so fortunate to be playing. We can't wait for that tournament. It's one of the best events. It's one of the best conference tournaments in the country. Uh, uh, and obviously it'll be different this year without the pageantry and yeah. without the fans. But like we've said all year, we want to play games. Um, uh, we were steadfast with that this week. We wanted to play games. We, I just think that's how it, how it is. And, um, and uh, I think it's a wide-open tournament going into uh, this week. One thing I wanted to touch on before I let you go is, and, and I just love this as part of who your team is, and I've noticed it all year. But, but in that first half, you know, I looked over, and, 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 and you could tell maybe there was a little bit of body language and guys were kind of down. And then that second half, your bench was – on fire and because i mean this is such a big place I it mean, is and there's nobody in here and you have to generate and those guys that bench, that bench group was great in the second half you know it was interesting scotty it, you know i'm always paying attention to our guys and i felt like we had a good week of practice i mean obviously we only had the one day in between i thought our, our, we had really good practices going into um the wyoming game i thought our guys were really sharp yesterday mentally obviously we didn't do a whole lot live obviously just with that the, the game and then the traveling here but our guys were really crisp and sharp I thought we had great energy today in the film room and in walkthrough and um and Logan Ogden our strength coach is always out here stretching and he's like coach that was one of the best we've had all year and then we came out and like I didn't think we were lazy I mean the way we guarded we yeah. certainly weren't lazy but I don't know if we felt like like they were it was it was very physical um they threw a couple things at us defensively that they hadn't in the past. And and then it was almost like we were a little tentative. You know, it, it, kind of like that first half of Wyoming. I thought we were tentative for a different reason. But um, but we were able to kind of self-correct. And obviously to start the second half on that 11-2 run. But you're right, the, the, the feeling that, that, ben, uh, that our bench had. And we've had great leadership. And this team is a really tight team, Scotty. I, I don't ever mean to overstate that. But we do have a really tight group. And, um, you know, between, I think, what we said at halftime 
and just being matter of fact. And I think what the guy said before the coaches got in there um, really mattered. And our energy carried us through tonight when a lot of not when not a lot of things were going obviously the right way. But thank you for the compliment. You know, life's too short, man, and 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 we get to coach college basketball, and these guys get to play. And so you better enjoy it because it does, you only get it for such a short yeah. window of your life. Yep. Congratulations. All right, brother. Thanks, Scotty. There's Utah State basketball coach Craig Smith. All right. Most of the local teams are getting into tournament action Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, depending on the, the team and the conference. But for BYU, it's West Coast Conference tournament semifinal play tonight. They're playing Pepperdine. And we'll hear from their coach, Mark Pope, next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. BYU playing Pepperdine tonight, West Coast Conference Tournament. Mark Pope met with the media Friday as the tournament got rolling. Here is the BYU head coach. Yeah, Mark, why is it so hard in general to win a conference tournament? And why has it been 20 years since BYU has won one? Well, I, I don't know. Um how hard is it to win a conference tournament? Because I've never done it. So, I mean, I did in college when I was a player, but I haven't done it since. Um, you know, I wish I had the answer to that. Then we probably win them all. Uh, I do think. I do think um, there are some inherent challenges with it uh, that maybe um, have affected BYU in the past. Maybe I'm not sure. I can't really speak intelligently on anything but the very recent history um but i think um depth can be something that can help you in a conference tournament and i think uh, a a real defensive foundation can help you in a conference tournament i think um um, something that kind of gives you a consistency to fall back on consistently that you can count on every night uh um so I think those two things are probably important. I would say the third thing that's important uh, that, that that's important is is um, is really good coaching, which clearly is going to be lacking in our case down there. So we've got two of the three things we need to go win a conference tournament. Yeah, Mark. Uh, you know what's what's maybe going to change this year in your approach to that that Monday night game? You guys are like the last team to to get on the floor in, in Vegas. What's maybe going to be the different approach? I know with that no Sunday, at, what's going to be the different approach there? First of all, I'm super disappointed because as I was saying that the one thing we're missing is good coaching. Like Norma and Jake were just nodding their heads like, yep, mm-hmm, clearly. Uh, we're trying to figure out Monday. We are. We have a bad history this this year of Monday. Our only Monday game was the Gonzaga game. Isn't that right, guys? Do, do we have something early in the season? And clearly we started that game out uh, incredibly poorly. Um, so we're going to try and simulate game day as closely as we can tomorrow and then try and run it back Monday. Uh, it's just as, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're the only team in a country that is just choosing to play games where you don't practice or meet the day before. Um, but 
we're going to make it work and we're going to actually turn it into advantage. And Monday night, uh, everyone's going to be like, man, those guys are really smart because they were super fresh. I mean, I guess that's what we're searching for. Um, but we're going to try and simulate Monday almost to a T uh, tomorrow in, in terms of an early morning shoot around, a late night tip off. You know, it makes the day so long, right? Um, but the only time we can get to the gym is, is 8.30 in the morning for an hour and then we'll kind of be sitting around all day until uh, it'll be a nine o'clock tip Vegas time. So we're really focused on that. We've been kind of um, imagining uh, first three minutes of the game, uh, kind of doing three minute scrimmages a lot, um, trying to kind of hone in on exactly how we'd like to start. That's a little bit complicated because we don't know exactly who we're going to play. So we've been focusing on us. Um, and we're talking about it a lot. And, you know, the, the, the really great thing about these tournaments, the thing that makes them special is you only get one shot. It's not like you get a bunch of practice rounds at the tournament. You just get one. And so we're doing everything we can to anticipate all the hurdles that we'll face and, and jump at them. And, and um, I think we'll be in a good spot. We're excited. How satisfying was it uh, for, for you and the team to – to have a guy in Matt earn uh, defensive player of the year uh, one year after you guys are known for your offense, but to have the, the top player in the league win the defensive honor. Yeah. I mean, what a gift to BYU Matt Harms has been right. And, and so, uh, you know, he's, I don't know guys we're 26 or 25 or 27 right now, nationally ranked defense. And we're super proud of that. And Matt is, you know, we've actually, like we've talked about, we actually changed some things schematically because we have Matt and he's actually grown defensively. He's actually done more defensively than we even thought he could. Uh, two numbers that are astounding is his one, his post defense numbers are ridiculous and his isolation defense numbers are great when he switches. And so, you know, that's something we might not have even taken full advantage of, but he's been incredible. Uh, in both those areas and, and certainly allowed us to change up the scheme of our defense. Um, and it's fun, right? I think we're, I think we're number 20 or 19 or 21 nationally ranked offense. And so our offense is still just a little bit ahead of our defense, but our defense gives us so much confidence. Uh, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a difference maker for us this season for sure. And Matt is the ringleader of our defensive effort. My, my daughter, Layla, she, she loves, I don't know what it is, but she loves r remarking that things are so satisfying, whether it's, you know, uh, whatever. And so it, that she would really appreciate that question. She's like, yeah, this Matt Harms defense is so satisfying. Go ahead, Sean, and then Matt. Well, now we know where she gets it from, I guess, coach. Uh, <laughs> Although I think, I think Leanne likes to use that phrase too. So maybe it's just a family thing in your household. <laughs> um, <laughs> piggybacking off of that a little bit, which is kind of a weird schedule and a unique schedule. This, this year has obviously been so weird, but maybe something that isn't super new is kind of that weak layoff for the top two teams in the league going straight to the semifinals. Does, I, I mean, I almost hate to bring it up this way, but does, does, this year with so many sort of starts and stops and fits and starts with the schedule, maybe help you to kind of know what to do with a week of layoffs so that you can, like you said, focus on yourselves and practice yourselves, not knowing who your opponent is. Yeah. You know, we definitely, we listen, we had this, what was it guys right after the Gonzaga game, we had the, the 10 days or however many days. And so we, we do have a working template that was really successful for us. You know, we got way better. If you guys remember during that 10 day period, we were really chasing games 
And so we, we had some slip through our fingers. We had some that we were like, ah, it's not quite right for us. And at the end of the day, I'm so grateful that we didn't take a game or that one didn't work out for us because we got so much better. It gave us this really unique window to just work on ourselves and the improvements that the team made are just remarkable. Um, we made huge jumps statistically uh, in, in how we, in how we work together in our confidence level. And so we have, we do have a template to work from the, 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 the trick is, can we reproduce it? Right. And so we're trying to do that in real time. I do think the guys have been pretty solid. I think we've had a chance to get some rest and also get some work in and get a little bit better and really fine tune focus. So um, I do, uh, I do think that the kind of craziness of the season um, has made it so, you know, the postseason is super crazy too, but it seems normal. Like it's like, well, we've done that and we've done that and we've done that. And so there's nothing brand new for us. Um, you know, like the game, the Gonzaga game being rescheduled to a Monday night, you know, the outcome was stunk, but, but, um, but we've been through it before. So it's not something we haven't experienced in terms of having a Monday and, and um, so, yeah, I do think I do think it's nice when you roll into postseason. You kind of feel like, well, we've kind of experienced everything there is to experience. So there's nothing that's going to catch us by surprise. Coach, is this current starting group of uh, Barcelo, Averett, Loner, uh, Harms, and George? Is this what you've been searching for all years? You've been changing lineups. I think I think early on the season I thought that you know I, I, I suspected that I hoped that we might be able to get here, um, uh, but you know sometimes you can ruin things by rushing them, and that that's a seems like a really trite statement, but it's a super super important concept in trying to grow a team. And so um, we actually ended up going there a little bit earlier than I had hoped because we had uh, some schedule changes. And, um, and so, but I, I do, I think this group has a, I think they can have a real impact on the game early. And then, and then my follow-up rotations, I can actually work guys out so they're ready to come back in earlier. And I, I, I like the mix match we have right now the options we have off the bench when they come off the bench, the, the foul trouble security that I have now off the bench. Um, so, so I do, I like this lineup and they've been really good, man, man, they've been really good. So they made unbelievable progress. Hopefully we're, we're still getting better. All right, let's take two last questions. One from Jeff and then Mitch. So Mark, what are you bringing or taking your team down to Vegas? Uh, and how different do you think this whole experience in Vegas will be compared to last year just because of all the issues with COVID? Yeah, we're, it, it's super different. We're going down Sunday night, and I think our idea is like we're going to try and just get – we're going to try and – give ourselves the least chance of any outside exposure that we possibly can. So we're going in Sunday night because we have to test at a given time Sunday night. So we're actually going to land, go straight to our testing appointment and go straight to our rooms and um, just be quarantined there. And, and to, except for shoot around and games and, um, and just, we're just taking the, the utmost caution. Uh, you know, that part is, is in the background, but it is, um, you know, we, we, uh, we clearly, we felt the reality of, of losing this opportunity last year 
uh, and will probably forever be scarred from that. So we're being uh, incredibly cautious and 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 trying to trying to take every precaution possible, including making this as compact uh, and as a least exposure um, trip as we can. Less exposure, least exposure, low exposure, low exposure trip. I was an English major guys at Kentucky, so that should explain a lot. There's BYU head coach Mark Pope. When we come back, Joe Ingles. Entertaining as always. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles joined us late in the show Friday, and we want to kick off the week the right way for you early risers. Here's Joe. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles. There are so many topics on the table. But first, Joe. How are you enjoying a little downtime? How are you enjoying a little break? Let's Before we worry about the issues, let's worry about Joe. I ain't got no, I ain't got no issues. So I don't know what issues you got, but... Um, I no, it's it's very nice to be honest. Um, got to spend the whole day at home yesterday with the, the kids, and um, got to drop. I just dropped Jacob at school, which I never really ever get to do, which was nice. And um, I mean, honestly, just to kind of be around the family as much as um, I love what I do, it, it's been. Uh, and, uh, and obviously this is every team, but it's been a, a bit more of a grind this year. And with the, the testing and all that, we have to test. So we, we do all our usual day of mornings testing, and then we practice, and then we have to go back and test at night between five and seven or whatever it is. So a, a lot more time in the car and out of the house. And um, so I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna use this week to. To actually spend some time with my, I felt like I haven't seen Jack's 15 weeks yesterday, and I felt like I haven't even spent any time with him. So, um, yeah, it'll be a lot of time sitting at home with, with the family. So, for you, you staying out of the gym, staying off your feet completely this entire week? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, I said I'll spend more time with the family. I don't think I'll stop. Um, I didn't do anything yesterday, and and. and um, I'm not doing anything today, but we'll kind of get back into it on the weekend um, slowly. Um, obviously, it's only a, I think it's a week break we ended up getting. Um, so you don't want to, I mean, everyone's going to, we, we've all got specific kind of schedules to do. Some guys will do more than others. Some guys will do less. Um, obviously, Donovan, those guys are going to 
a busy weekend and, and obviously playing the heavy minutes that they play is different to me. I mean, I, I feel really good up to this point. Yeah, I just want to, obviously, I guess for me, for, for everybody, but for me personally, I want to make sure I'm still in a good place come Thursday, Friday next week and, and ready to get back into it. Um, whilst obviously switching off as well for a few days. So we know you had to miss some games and it broke your Ironman streak earlier this year. Is a week off good for that injury or are you 100% and that thing's in the rearview mirror and it doesn't really matter? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, I think I'll always, at my age and the amount of games we play and our scheduling and stuff like that, I don't mean I'm in pain or anything like that, but I've got to maintain a certain level of exercise that I do every day. Um, I skipped them yesterday because I was exhausted. We got home at 3 a.m. and the kids ran in at 7 o'clock to wake me up and say good morning. So I missed it yesterday, but I'll I'll do it today. Uh, I can do it at home and and stuff like that as well. So um, it's something that I'll... uh, I think there's a... Like I said to you guys kind of before, as you get older you realise the certain things that you enjoy doing for your body and that, that obviously make you feel good and um, these kind of exercises and stuff that, with my Achilles and my knees and stuff like that is just stuff that I I do every day anyway, um, so I'll continue to do that through this break, it's only a kind of 10 15 minute little routine and I can kind of do it anywhere really. So we know what Rudy and Donovan said when they were on the Zoom call the other night after the Philadelphia game. If Joe Ingles would have been on the Zoom call taking questions, what would he have said? I probably would have gone, wow, have they been been fined or will they get fined? Haven't heard. I haven't heard. I'm assuming they're going to get fined, but I haven't heard. Well, if they haven't, my fine would have already been out already. And if it was fine, it would be double whatever they're going to get. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's... I mean, you get a part of it, too, is the heat of the moment as well. And obviously, we felt like um, I'm going to have to tip the toe, tip the line here. Um, but, yeah, we, I mean, obviously, obviously, there were some things that went on that we felt could have gone more towards our way than the other way. But the part of that, too, is... Like you try and you try and kind of blank them out. You try and not not let them be a part of it or not let them affect you. But I mean, we're all humans, and things affect us. And we, we think some things go one way, and the other. Like it's just a. I'm sure they're sitting there saying Joe fouled me on this play, or, or Ben got fouled on this, or whatever it is. It's it's a hard. Um, it's a, I mean, we're all we've all got tough jobs, including them, but. Um, it is what it is. We'll uh, hopefully after the break, Donovan will calm down and we'll be back to playing basketball again. You know, I don't. Uh, I have never in my life looked at a two-minute report until um, until Thursday. That was the first time, and I'm 100 percent serious about this, Joe. The game's over. It doesn't matter what they say, and I I hear about it third hand certainly, but I couldn't be bothered to look it up. But I thought, well, this time I have to. This was too big a deal, and they list the the correct no calls, the correct calls, and the incorrect calls. And the thing about refereeing is a they have to let some stuff go because it's entertainment, and nobody came to see them blow the whistle. And b they miss a lot of stuff, and they have the video links to the play, so. 
so on this report, you can actually, and you can Google it. Any fan can Google it. Any fan can look at this thing. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, it's out there. You can go and go. And there is a play specifically where in the last two minutes, Donovan has to go in the back court to get a ball, and some people were wondering if it was over and back, and the refs missed two calls and they got dinged for it. And one was Bullion traveled, and 100% by the letter of the law, he did. He switched and or slid his pivot feet. And they didn't call it. And uh, the defender was Ben Simmons. Ben kicked the ball, which real time I thought, I think Simmons kicked that. Um, but I wasn't sure because everything happened so fast. And so yeah. to a certain point, they, A, can't call everything because it'll wreck the entertainment. And then, B, they got to choose what to call and what not to. And they just miss stuff. And let's be honest, you guys are part of the problem because not you personally because you're, you know, you're Joe Ingles and, you know, you're the guy. <laughs> but other players try my, to. Foul, my foul is going to be up there. Don't right, worry exactly. I'm going to be using but other players try to fool the refs, and guess what? Sometimes they do. I think where I had a little um, compassion for you guys is you have to attack the hoop. You can't shoot 83 pointers. And when you do attack the hoop, I thought there were a lot of no calls. It could have been fouls. You could have been at the free throw line. They could have been in foul trouble. Certainly Conley early in the fourth quarter. So I get why that's frustrating, but there's a certain part of me that says, this is never changing. This goes back to Wilt Chamberlain never fouled out in the 60s. I mean, before you were born, this was going on, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's tough at times. And, and I think, like, like you said, you, you don't want the referees to be involved that much that they're taking over the game. Like, mm-hmm. If you can referee a game and not be noticed and no one even really realizes you're there and the game's a good game, like, obviously, one team's going to be pissed off because they lost at the end of the day but you you want it to be you want the teams to decide the game you want Ben Simmons versus Donovan in a whatever like whatever the situation is you want that, that's what everybody wants like you said like you want it we, we want it to be free flying we want to get up and down like we um, I also think on the flip side there's calls that are I've never I've never refereed at any type of level so I'm not going to say it's easy but I feel like there's obvious calls that that should get called kind of no matter what, no matter how free-flowing it is, like, that was a foul. Like, I know there was one with uh, myself and Embiid where he, he ran into me off a post move. I was going to go trap him, and he ran into me, and I I just assumed that I was going to call a foul. Like, I didn't know what the right call is. Like, he swung through and kind of hit me in the chest, and we both, I think he fell over. I fell backwards. I assumed they were going to call a foul on me. It, was a, it ended up being a no call. I don't know if it was on a report or no. I wasn't in the, the last two minutes. It must have been just before that. But so, you, like, some of it is I, I don't know. I, I thought they were, I thought they were going to call a foul. So some of it is what they see and and at the time. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's frustrating when you lose a game like that that you feel like you could have and, and probably should have won. Um, there's also things on our end that if we just do things a bit better or don't have this turnover we, we probably get the win as well so um, I mean it's frustrating at times but like you said after the game what are we like what are we going to do <laughs> we're in the locker room we're not going to play another we're not, two minute report's not going to come out we're going to suit, suit back up for two minutes to replay those those possessions so um, yeah we'll, we'll keep Playing the way we play, we'll keep attacking the hoop, we'll keep shooting our threes, we'll keep defending the way we defend, and um, yeah, hopefully we, we keep winning games. So, 
As we already said, the two stars come out, and they were very vocal. Then LeBron and Durant picked them next to last and last. LeBron says, I want height, and he picks Sabonis when Gobert is still out there. So there's all sorts of disrespect, however much you want it from the Jazz perspective, this small market team, blah, blah, blah. It's out there. How much really does that galvanize, if at all, the team? If I could swear on the radio show right now, I would, but I really don't give a... <laughs> uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. <laughs> finish that off however you... Uh, whatever word you would like to put in there. Um, I mean, like, again, like, what are, what are we going to do? Like, you want me to text LeBron and tell him, ask him why he said... Like, who cares what he said? Like, what is, like he's, not on, he's not on my team. Yes, we realise how good a player he is and X, Y, and Z, but... They're not on my team. I hope that uh, Rudy and Donovan have a uh, have a really good kind of weekend or whatever it is, weekend away. Um, hope Coach coaching his first uh, All-Star game gets a, a hell of an experience. Maybe Coach can bench him after he didn't pick any, any of our team. Um, but no, I mean, for me, it's all about our guys enjoying what they deserve. Donovan and Rudy deserve it. Obviously, we think uh, Mike should have been in there, but that is what it is. And and coach and, and his coaching staff, because we can... Obviously, we're out there, and I think coach said it himself, like, we're the ones that kind of get out there and do what we have to do to win games and puts him in a position to win coach of the month, whatever. But, you got, I mean, you guys know, and, and people closer to our team that have been around our team know how much kind of dedication and time and, and effort he's put in for seven years, not just this year. So, um, yeah, hopefully those those guys enjoy the, the, the couple days that they're there and, um, yeah, then we'll get back into it after the break. You know, we talk about Quinn and uh, what he is like, and you've had some hilarious bits and all that, and you clearly really appreciate what he's done for a career. But the one thing that we've never talked about um, is inspirational Quinn. And I think sometimes that's what people do intentionally, but it's sometimes just how they are in the moment. And as much as the harping on the referees and all that gets old and it's not why I turn on basketball, I got to say, and I wonder how often this happens with you guys, he was so bleeping furious on a timeout with 10 minutes left of the game tied at 92. And he, the camera cuts to him just as he's flinging his arm. And there is no part of me that thinks he was mad at a jazz player. 100% of me thinks he was mad at a series of calls. And really, he was mad at a series of no calls. And I wonder, to what degree is he inspirational? When or how does he inspire you accidentally or on purpose? I mean, probably more than not, really. Um, again, you guys have, have been around him and stuff. Like he, just the the time and the effort and the dedication and, and everything. Like he, he can. He's one of those. I mean, it's it's probably funny to say because I, I mean, myself and Rudy and and Fave to a certain extent have obviously been here the longest. Um, but I've been here coming on seven years and and. Still to this day, I, I mean, I remember the first kind of chat I had with him and, and still to this day, seven years later, like when he speaks, you listen. Like it's not a, and I'm not saying that as in like he's like authority wise, he's bigger than anyone or, or anything like that. But like, he's just one of those guys that when he speaks, you listen and, and he knows what he's talking about. And I've spoken about obviously like 
when he's individual with one-on-one with me, like the, the confidence that he gives you to go out there. And I remember games so many times that I've, he, he's called me in to sub out, like to sub someone in in the last two minutes or whatever it is. And I'm like, like, coach, I don't have it. Like, let, let player blah, 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 stay in. Like, they're playing well. Like, I just don't. And he's like, no, you, like, you're going to make a play or like, you're going to hit a three here or whatever it is. And obviously a part of, of that is a little bit of luck because you've got to get the ball or whatever. But that confidence to, to like, he, he feels like he knows what he's doing and he wants to put me in or, or whoever it is for a reason. Um, and you're just like, like hell yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to make, I'm for sure going to, like, then you get the ball and the confidence that he gives you to, to be in those situations. Um, but even not those situations, like listening to a scout, like you can see how how much time and effort and the dedication that, that his whole staff's put into that and and all of that combined. Like this, this is, again, like it's kind of weird because for me it's like it's every day. Like it's not, <laughs> you guys get the media might hear him in, a, in an interview or, or they might catch him on the street prior to COVID and but we, we hear we get to listen to him every day like it's it's really cool to to be around a guy like that that's so dedicated and passionate and um, literally would do whatever it takes for, for, for us to win a game so with that in mind, Joe, do you take it as a personal sense of pride in that Quint Snyder is coaching in the All-Star game because that literally means you have the best record? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's I I kind of went back and forth with him a little bit about this of, of congratulating him. And, and for him, it was like, well, it's, all, <laughs> it's kind of like this silly conversation of like no it's you like no it's you no it's you like he just kept saying that the praise of the team and obviously the dedication that we've put in as a team to, to play the way we're playing and um defend the way we're defending and, and and have the best record like there's no secrets that we've got the best record like everyone knows that we know that um it's cool but it's not like what we want to do in the the scheme of everything so it, it's gone and on the flip side from my point of view of it, it's like, well, Quinn, like, realize what you've done since you've, like, we were a whole, and no disrespect to anyone prior to this, but when I got, like, we won 20, I think it was 20, whatever it was, 25 games, 20-something games, my first year. Like, that's a, that's a, a big uh, jump to where we are now. I mean, we've, we've won, I actually, I've got no idea what our record is now, but I think we've already won 25 games. So, like, it, it, it's a credit to him for, one, for the Jazz to sit him down seven years ago or whatever it was and, and actually sign him. And then two, for, for the process to stick with it. And uh, I think it would have been very easy to, to not throw in the towel, but the frustration sets in. You're winning 20 games. It's, it's not extremely far. I remember doing We did the same. I mean, back in, you guys remember sitting at practice and so like, We did these same drills in the morning every day for probably the first three years. Defensive drills. This is how I want you to defend. We're going to do this. This is how I want you to close out. This is how, like, everything to the smallest details. And, uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of the players that were there aren't here now, but the couple of us are here, like, we, we still remember it and, and we tell stories. Like, we joke about it with Coach now um, about those days. But, yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time coming. So he, he should be, obviously, extremely proud. And I hope he does take a minute during the game or sometime there to... Um, to just kind of soak it in and, and appreciate what, what he's brought to this organization. 
Just for the record, Joe, you have won 25 games. You have 27 wins and nine losses. You win in 75% of your games. So I had no idea what that record was, to be honest with you. How, how many guys on the team know that? Because the games are coming fast and furious. It's, you know, it's testing, it's practice, it's testing, it's game, it's airplane, it's testing, it's practice, it's airplane, it's testing. You know, and so it, how many guys know that you're 27 and 9? I mean, it's weird, I guess, because it is um, like you. You know, like I like I'm not like I know I knew we were top. Like I'm not saying that I've sat here and then oblivious to the whole world of what's going on. But um, yeah, specifically, I had no really no idea what we were. Um, but I, like you said, like it's just by the time we get here, test, practice, do whatever we have to do, recover, get home, eat. I go pick up like pick up the kids from school, and then between then and bedtime, it's like a zoo at home it's just like crazy kids running around and whatever and then kids go down I've got to go back and test again and then come home have dinner with Renee and then before you know it you're going to bed again so it's not like we're I'm sure it's obviously different like Donovan's going home and probably shooting zombies on his video game for a couple of hours or whatever like <laughs> there's definitely guys that probably realise more than, than others but co- coaches the same. <laughs> there's been so many times that coach will come in and be like I don't know what our record is, but I know we're good. I know we're like top, or I know we're like up there. Um, which maybe he's just saying that to us, but like we we know we're in a good position, obviously. But we've got a lot more to do. So the uh, the goal is a lot bigger than being top in whatever date it is now, middle of All Star break or whatever. Well, Joe, as we head into this time off, make sure you give my love to Renai and the kids. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> Why not another day in the kids? <laughs> she might be listening anyway. You might you might have her. She probably won't be listening, but... Renee, enjoy Joe at home during this week, okay? <laughs> I'm sure she will. She'll probably be kicking me out. She'll probably be kicking me out to go back to the gym to go. Well, when you leave and you hug everybody, just uh, hug the American kid first and a little longer, okay, for PK. Nah, you know what happened yesterday or the day before? Australian passport came through. Ah, there it is. We have it in our hand. The American passport is now in the basement, in the storage, in 11 bags that he will never find. Joe, did you ever hear Bruce Springsteen born in the USA? You can never change that, buddy. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to change it, but I can never acknowledge it. Wow! You it, whether you acknowledge it or not, it doesn't matter. It's I'm a fact. That my kid was, is not American. He's Australian. He, born in the USA, Joe, the greatest <laughs> country in the world. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll lose those documents and just keep his Australian passport. No one will ever know. Never know. <laughs> You'll lie to him. You were born in Melbourne, Utah, of all places. <laughs> Holy cow! I know that's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. Hey, with with Donovan and uh, and Rudy getting drafted last, are they insulted by that? Do they think LeBron was messing with him because uh, you know he's the big dog and he didn't want he doesn't want any young guns coming for the crown? I mean, I hope they haven't overthought it. Like, I know Rudy won't because Rudy doesn't really overthink too much. But um, no, I don't think they would overthink it at all. I think it's again, it's just one of those things that, like, not that they're just happy to be in the game, but they've, they've. I mean, it's obviously a hell of an achievement to to do what they've done and 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 get on that team and and play in the All Star game. So I think. Um, 
at this point, I would hope they're, uh, I don't even know where they both are. Wherever they both are, they're enjoying their break and, and getting some rest and um, probably laughing about it a little bit, and then they'll, they'll go and enjoy the weekend. All right, Joe, you enjoy your uh, time off, and we will talk to you again next week when you get ready to rev everything up. We will. Appreciate it, guys. There is Joe Ingles joining us every week. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Big win for Utah State. Big game for BYU tonight. Stay with us.